Wheaties presents Dangerous Assignment. On stage tonight from Hollywood, Dangerous Assignment, another in the Wheaties' big parade of exciting half-hour presentations. Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. Yeah, danger is my assignment. I get sent to a lot of places I can't even pronounce. They all spell the same thing, though. Trouble. When I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize that this assignment is going to plump me right into the middle of a nice, juicy war. Morning, Commissioner. Oh, Steve. Have a seat. I'll be with you in a second. Okay. Ruth. Yes, Commissioner. Steve's here now. Fine. I'm working on his plane reservation right now. I'll probably have it by the time you're through with it. Good. Well, needless to say, I'm about to set forth into the wild blue yonder again. That's right. Steve, there's a guerrilla leader over in the Orient. Nobody knows who he is, but he's been raiding the supplies and military equipment we've sent over there. In short, we think he's building up the strength of his organization so that he can launch an attack similar to the other one that was launched recently. And we've got to stop him now. You've got to find him before you stop him, you know. You've got to find him, you mean. Oh, just like that, huh? When you get to the coast, there'll be a small plane waiting for you. You've got to fly yourself to the town of Yabne, inland. When you get there... Go to the Grand East Hotel. You'll be contacted by Dr. Mao. Yabney, Grand East Hotel. Dr. Mao, who's he? An influential leader of the opposition to this guerrilla chief. Now, Steve, get over there. Find out who this guerrilla chief is and stop him before it's too late. Well, that's it. You've got your assignment. Good luck. Yeah. Thank- Dangerous assignment will continue in a moment. Now, here is the Wheaties man, Frank Martin. Wake up tomorrow morning and listen, family. Reach for the Wheaties. Tuck yourself around a bowl of Wheaties at 7 a.m. and see if you don't feel the pleasant difference all morning long. Crisp? Mm, my goodness, crisp is a sunny morning. Good? You bet they're good. They're sound, rich, whole wheat goodness to them. And what they do for you, listen. There's a whole kernel of wheat in every Wheaties flake. That's how Wheaties can give you so much. Whole wheat vitamins and minerals to help you sail through the morning like a breeze. Drive a cultivator, clean the house, or pound a typewriter. Wherever you are, whatever you do, have a bowl of milk and fruit and Wheaties in the morning. And see how good you can feel all morning long. Try it. See how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. Do that now, will you? Sure, I've got my assignment, a breeze. Just a simple matter of flying to the Orient, finding a guerrilla leader that no one's ever seen and stopping a war before it starts. Well, it's Friday when I get to the coast. A small plane is waiting for me, and I fly it to Yabney in the interior. On the way to the hotel, I spot two characters following me. I check in, go up to my room, and already I've got company. Uh, forgive us our intrusion, Mr. Mitchell. Well, I didn't know I was holding open house. 
for you. Oh, permit me. I am Dr. Mao, and this is Colonel Diane. Oh, you're the man that was to contact me. Yes. Well, what's the setup, gentlemen? A precarious one, Mr. Mitchell. The gorilla leader we are after is clever and diabolical. He seems to have very accurate sources of information. His raids are well-timed and well-organized. Then he and his men vanish without a trace. Mr. Mitchell, you must be tired from your trip. I suggest you rest this afternoon and come to my house for dinner this evening. We can discuss the matter further. And in the meantime, <clears throat> Mr. Mitchell, a word of advice, if you will permit. Sure. What's on your mind, Colonel Diane? This guerrilla chief has informants everywhere. Even now, your presence and the purpose of your visit may be known to him. I advise you to be ever alert as to your own safety. I am sure you realize you would be no good to us dead. And with that bit of cheerful philosophy, Colonel Diane and Dr. Mao take off. I stay in my room all afternoon, and then a little before seven, I leave the hotel and start walking toward Dr. Mao's house. Suddenly, I spot one of the characters who was tailing me before. He's closing in on me, and he's got a knife. A rickety taxi cab comes cruising along about then, and I jump on the running board, pull open the door, and dive inside, right into the lap of the other boy who was tailing me. So happy to see you. Oh, great. So long, Buster. So sorry, but you're not leaving. Well... So, you may proceed, driver. When I come out of it, I'm lying on a couch in some sort of a mansion. There's a scent of jasmine in the air and a thin thread of music. The guy who conked me is standing at the door, and sitting across from me is a woman who's a dead ringer for the dragon lady. Finn. Yes, honest, madam. You may leave the room. But stay by the door. Yes, honors, madame. Who are you? I am called Madame Thiers. The situation is that you and I, as you might put it, are on the opposite sides of the fence. Oh? Do I make myself clear? I think so. It is known that you have been expected. And now that you are here, let me make it very clear to you that you will not be able to carry out your assignment. I see. You have two choices. Oh, that's nice to know. What are they? You may leave at once and return to your country. I take it that's choice number one. And if I don't? Choice number two. You will be killed. You seem to have it all figured out, Madam Tia. It is quite simple. Excuse me? She picks up the phone and listens for a second and then does a big take. She looks like she's pretty absorbed in the conversation, and I know this is my only chance. She doesn't see me edging towards the window, but just as I get there, the door opens and her stewed sin comes in. Stop! Stop! As I, I tail it away from there, I'm wondering why Madame Tia told Sin to stop shooting. It doesn't make sense. I head for Dr. Mao's house. He and Colonel Diane are waiting. Ah, good evening, Mr. Mitchell. <laughs> Dr. Mao, I didn't realize you were throwing this big a party. Oh, uh, just a few friends. Uh, uh, Dr. Mitchell, you are slightly cut and bruised. Yeah. A lady told me to get out of the country or drop dead, and she was willing to arrange the latter. Who was this woman? Oh, a very beautiful little doll named Madame... What is the matter, Mr. Mitchell? Oh, nothing, except the lady in question happens to be approaching us right now. What? Gentlemen, Madame Tia, as always, I am delighted to welcome you to my house. But there seems to be some misunderstanding. 
Mr. Mitchell suggested Indeed, you... Indeed, there was a misunderstanding, Mr. Mitchell, and I must apologize. You see, my men picked you up thinking you were the hired aviator we had information about. Wait a minute. What hired pilot are you talking about? I can explain, Mr. Mitchell. We have had information that this guerrilla chief has directed most of his operations from the air. Last week, he is rumored to have lost his private plane and pilot. Our further information is that he had arranged for another plane and an American pilot. Oh, so Madame Tia here figured I was the boy, huh? Yes. Please, my apology for this stupid mistake. <laughs> your first desire to aid the cause is worthy of commendation, my dear. But as always, your impulsiveness has misguided you. Yes. Such matters are really in my province. I am only aware of that, Colonel. I will not interfere again. I am sure you will not. Come, we will have a drink. Uh, would you like to meet my other guests, Mr. Mitchell? Well, right now, I'd like to have a little talk with you, Dr. Ma. Of course. Uh, come, we, we will walk out onto the terrace. Uh -huh. um, what uh, was it you wished to talk about? Uh, Madam Tia, who is she? Where, where does she fit into this deal? She is fanatically devoted to our cause. I wonder. What do you mean? Well, she could have known who I was all along. That story that she gave us just now might be a pretty neat cover-up. I have not the slightest doubt of her sincerity. Okay, well, let it go for the present. I, uh, wait. What is it? The bushes over there, they just moved a little. What? Mitchell, a man with a gun. Yeah, get down. Oh, Dr. Marvel. It is all right, Mitchell. It is just a flesh wound. Here, here, let me give you a hand. Oh, thanks, thanks. I did not get a very good look at him. I did. I'll recognize him if I ever see him again. What happened? I heard... Dr. Mao. Oh, it is nothing, Colonel. Slight wound in the shoulder. Come, come. We will get you inside. No, 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 no. I do not wish to disturb my guests. Now, look. Oh, uh... no, please. Uh, there is one of my servants. He can take me upstairs by the back way and take care of me. I insist, gentlemen. Uh, Wang, help me to my room. Are you sure you're okay? Oh, of course. I, I, I will join you later. Uh, come, Wang, come. Brother, he's a pretty calm character. Indeed he is. Mitchell, there has been a new development. I was looking for you when I heard the shot out here. What is it? This American pilot we believe to be in the employ of the guerrilla leader has arrived. Oh, where is he? My men have picked him up and are holding him in custody. His name is Williams. Good. Come on, Colonel. Let's you and me have a little chat with Mr. Williams. Look, you two. All right, so my name is William, so I am a pilot. I'm just hanging around this town looking for a job. I don't know any guerrilla leader, and I'm not working for one. And you'll never be able to prove any different. Now listen to me, Mr. Williams. Wait a minute, Colonel. Okay, Williams, you can go. What's that? Mitchell. Sure, go ahead, William. Shove off. Well, a little more like it. See you around, fellas. Of course, uh, if you're not in our custody, then what happens to you isn't our responsibility, is it? What? What do you mean by that? Well, figure it out, Buster. The natives here in Yabney are pretty bitter about this guerrilla chief. All right, so what? So they think you came here to work for him. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they felt like taking justice into their own hands. Look, what are you trying to say? Oh, nothing. Go ahead. Walk out of here. You might get a block away. You might even get two blocks away. Oh, I get it. All right. I'm not going to make any clay pigeon out of myself or anybody. What's the deal? Safe conduct out of here for you if you tell us who this guerrilla chief is. I don't know. Now, look. I'm telling you the truth. I've never seen him. He's never seen me. I got word he needed a boy. I let it be known I was interested. How did you intend to contact him? 
I was told to go to a little flower stand down the street and buy five gardenias. They take it from there. I see. Okay, Colonel, I'm through with them. Guards, take them away. All right, now look, don't forget that safe conduct you promised. We won't. We know how Williams was supposed to contact this guy, and we also know that this guy has never seen Williams. So? Colonel, I've got me an idea. A little wild, maybe, but it could work, and it's our only chance. We're going to send another pilot in Williams' place. Another pilot who? You're looking at him, Colonel. Steve Mitchell will continue his dangerous assignment in just a minute. And now, my friends, I'd like you to hear from a famous young man known for his pitching arm and known, too, for the fact that Wheaties make his favorite training dish. And believe me, training is mighty important for this young man. Ask him a question, will you, Ed Prentice? Now, young man, will you tell us what you do for a living? I pitch. You what? Pitch, pitch. You know, baseball. If you have a baseball team, you have to have a pitcher. I'm a pitcher. I pitch. Oh, yes, yes, I see. And are you on a team? Uh, yes, sir. I'm on the Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Indians, hmm? What is your name, young man? I'm Bob Feller, and you know it as well as I do, Ed. Sure I do, Bob. It's good to see you. This makes your 14th season playing with the Indians, doesn't it? Yep, Ed. 14 years. Well, tell me, Bob, how long have you been eating Wheaties? Oh, about 20 years, give or take a couple. You mean you started eating Wheaties before you started playing ball? Why, of course. What's so strange about that? Most people start eating Wheaties before they get to playing ball. In fact, most people never start playing baseball. You don't have to be a ball player to enjoy the lift you get from Wheaties with milk and fruit. You're right as rain, Bob. No champ ever said a truer word about Wheaties, breakfast of champions. Whether you pitch baseballs for a living or drive a bus or keep house or lay bricks, you can use Wheaties, too. Breakfast of champions. Have some. Back to Dangerous Assignment and Steve Mitchell. Hey, you uh, told me you wanted to see me here in your office, Colonel. Yes, Mr. Mitchell, please have a seat. We're going to plan a campaign. Oh? And for the first time, I think we will have the jump on our friend, the guerrilla leader. Hmm? We are sending a shipment of military supplies into the interior the day after tomorrow, and I have reason to believe the guerrillas have learned of it and now plan to raid this shipment. I see. And we're going to give them a little surprise party, eh? With your help. Now, observe this map, please. Here is our city of Yabney. The Rouge River, as you can see, winds inland from here. Oh, and this is a railroad running parallel to the river, eh? Correct. And these military supplies are going to be on that train? That was the original plan, and that is what we believe the guerrillas think. Actually, we have secretly arranged to ship the supplies by barges up the river. On the train will be my troops, fully prepared for action. Good. Looks like these guerrillas are going to stick their head into a meat grinder. We sincerely hope so. Any idea where their attack will take place, Colonel? I know where the most logical point is. Impress this area of the map thoroughly on your mind, Mr. Mitchell. At this point, the railroad crosses the river. We will call it Bridge A. The river forms a horseshoe and widens out into a lake. There are high cliffs on one side. Then the railroad recrosses the river up here, Bridge B. I believe the attack will take place either at Bridge A or Bridge B. And your troops will be ready for trouble at either point. Yes. And now we come to the part you will play in this operation, Mr. Mitchell. The most important part. What's that? At the time of the raid, you will probably be up in a plane with him somewhere over this horseshoe area. I hope so. And he won't be able to issue many orders with my hand over his mouth. That is exactly the point. If you wish to communicate with me, do so on 3570 killer cycles. And one thing more. This leader must not escape from you. 
I am so sorry I did not know you were occupied. It's quite all right, my dear. Madam Tia, what's on your mind, my dear? It was just that I have thought of a plan by which How many might... times have I told you you must leave the planning to Dr. Mao and myself? As a matter of fact, Mitchell and I are even now putting a plan into operation by which we feel confident the guerrilla leader will be captured. Oh, I am so happy to hear that. What is this plan? Well, in short, we plan to put... Uh, Colonel, there's not much use in talking about a plan until it works, is there? Perhaps you are right. Anyway, I'm sure that Madame Tia is more interested in the results rather than the manner in which they're obtained. Yes, of course. Well, I better be on my way. Be very careful, Mitchell. Don't worry. My every wish for your success, Mr. Mitchell. And please be assured of my undying gratitude. That might be an interesting topic of conversation when we get together again, Madame Tia. Yes. I hope it will not be long before we do. Well, you never can tell. See you later, I hope. Yes, sir? I'd like to buy some flowers. As you see, I have nice flowers, all kinds. I want five gardenias. Five gardenias? You would not like half a dozen. I said five. I see. You are Williams, the American pilot. Yeah. Vanda! Yes? It is Williams. You are late, Williams. We have been expecting you for some time. I got here as soon as I could. Who are you? Vanda, second in command to our leader. Come. Where are we going? By small boat up the Rouge River. Where to? You are too inquisitive. Everything will be unfolded to you at the proper time. Come. Banda and I head up the river. Three hours later, we turn into a cove. There's a small freighter hidden there, and a seaplane is hoisted out of the hold. We climb in it and take off. Half an hour later, Banda points down. We're right over the same horseshoe in the river that Colonel Diane had pointed out to me on the map. I bring the plane down and land it on the lake. A nice landing. Thanks. Keep taxiing straight ahead. Straight ahead? We're heading right for that cliff. Do as you are told. Now, look. Hey, the side of the cliff is moving. Yes. As you see, the cliff is not as solid as it looks. Well, what do you know? A king-size swinging door. Yes, it is an entrance to a large cave. We can taxi the plane right in. So, this is headquarters, huh? This is headquarters. I taxi into the cave, and the camouflage gate swings shut behind us. We climb out, and Bonda leads the way up a ladder to an upper room in the cave. He leaves me there and disappears. It's an observation post looking out over the lake, and it's full of radio equipment. Then I start getting a few nasty surprises. Number one, the radio operator is the same guy who tried to kill Dr. Mao. He keeps giving me the haven't I seen you somewhere before look, and I start sweating. Number two... Sitting on a chair over in one corner is Sin, Madam Tia's stooge, the guy who slugged me and dragged me to her house right after I got to Yavne. Right now, I've got an uneasy feeling that I was right about Madam Tia, but my surprises haven't ended yet. Number three walks into the observation post with Vonda. Hello, Mitchell. Williams. Yeah, Williams. Been having fun posing as me? So you decided not to take our safe conduct out of the country? I went as far as the waterfront. 
Then I figured out which side my dough was buttered on. So it would seem you were not as clever as you thought, Mitchell. It sure would, Banda. My compliments to Madame Tia. I will be glad to deliver them, Mitchell. Dr. Mao. Indeed. I gather your suspicions were directed against Madame Tia. Perhaps I should have allowed them to continue in that direction. It's been you all along. Exactly. Huh? Pretty clever act you pulled having your stooge over there plug you in the shoulder for my benefit. <laughs> A painful but effective device. I have used it before and uh, may have to again. And Madame Tia's boy over there is really working for you, huh? Oh, no. If you had looked more closely, you would have seen that his hands are tied behind him. Sin has certain information which he will reveal to me in good time. Barges in sight of first bridge. Barges in sight of first bridge. There is the radio signal we have been waiting for. Come, Williams. We'll take off at once. The barges? Yes, indeed, Mr. Mitchell. I am completely aware of Colonel Diane's little scheme. I know the supplies I want are on the barges instead of on the train. And my plan has been set accordingly. Great. I must take my leave now, but as you can see, the radio operator is armed, so it would be foolish to attempt an escape before I return. And, uh, anyway, I wish to grant you the pleasure of witnessing my complete victory before you die. You will hear the conclusion of Dangerous Assignment in just a moment. First, here is the Wheaties man, Frank Martin. You know, every morning in my house, everybody has to get up. How about you folks? You have to get up too? Well, do what we do. Get up to Wheaties. They can help make the whole morning look a lot brighter at the breakfast table. As pleasant a way to meet the world as any I know of. Plus, listen, there's a whole kernel of wheat in every Wheaties flake. That's why they give you wonderful, wonderful nourishment. Every Wheaties flake gives the family natural whole wheat vitamins and minerals and whole wheat energy. All things that can make a whale of a big difference the whole morning long. You try it and see what a difference it makes. Breakfast of champions with milk and fruit. Tomorrow morning, next morning, see how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. You do that now, huh? Well, along about now, I'm willing to sell my social security number cheap. My brilliant idea has backfired, and I find out I've been played for a sucker all along. Dr. Mao and his gang know the supplies are on the barge, and it looks like Colonel Diane and his troops are going to be left holding the bag. And me, I'm the guy in the bag. Well, they tie my hands and dump me in the corner beside Sin. Then they leave. Well, Mr. Mitchell, it would appear we are both very unfortunate. Yeah. How come they're holding you here, Sin? Madame Tia plans to import hired fighters to track down these guerrillas. Dr. Mao learned of her plan and knows that I can tell him where the first meeting of these fighters is to take place. So he's keeping you on ice until you do, huh? Yes, I heard him tell the guard over there at the radio that under no circumstances was anything to happen to me until he returned. Hmm. Brother, I'd like to get to that radio and warn Colonel Diane and his troops of what's going to happen. Mm, that guard will shoot you if you try it. Yeah, and with my hands tied it. Hey, wait a minute. I got an idea. Twist around so that we're sitting back to back. Come on. Very well. That's it. Yeah. I think I can untie your hands. Keep your eyes on that guard. He's not paying any attention to us. Lead on to Patriots. Lead on to Patriots. That must be Dr. Mao in his plane. Patriots yet. Remain in 
concealment. Attack after barges have passed the first bridge. You haven't got much time. There. My hands are free. Yeah, yeah. Now one time mine. Hurry. Yes, but what thing? You're going to run for that entrance. But, Mitchell, if I fall, it is a hundred feet down. Don't worry. You won't have to dive, and the guard's not going to shoot you. You said he had orders to keep you alive. He'll grab you, and I'll grab him. Okay, that's the last knot. Thanks. Thanks. Are you ready? Yes. Go ahead. Stop in. That's before the sun up. Get, get back. Uh, Mitchell. That's right, Buster. Oh. Good work, Sim. Now I've got to get through to Colonel Diane. Do you know the right frequency? Yeah. He said he'd be guarding three, five, seven old killer cycles on the train. Here we are. Steve Mitchell to Colonel Diane. Steve Mitchell to Colonel Diane. Over. Diane to Mitchell. Diane to Mitchell. Are you in the plane? I can see you circling over. Mitchell to Diane. I'm in a cave on the side of a cliff overlooking the lake. Get this. Dr. Mao's the leader. He and his boys know the supplies are in the barges, not on the train. Over. Diane to Mitchell. Repeat name of guerrilla leader. You heard me right. It's Dr. Mao. Where are you and your troops now? Our train is just crossing the first bridge. Good. Maybe there's still time. Look, the guerrillas will probably attack the barges in small boats. Unload half your troops at the bridge you're on now. Take the other half up to the upper bridge. We may be able to bottle the guerrillas up in between. Over. I will give the necessary orders at once. Over and out. It's a race against time now. I tune back to the gorilla's radio frequency, grab a pair of binoculars, and go to the entrance to the cave. The minutes drag by. Dr. Mao's plane is circling over the lake. Suddenly, in the distance, I can see the line of barges passing under the first bridge. If Diane's men aren't in position by now, we're cooked. The barges inch out into the lake. Attack! Attack! Dr. Mao's orders come over the radio. Small boats start out from the shore and head for the barges, and it looks like he's won. Then I can hear him from the lower bridge, Colonel Deanne's troops, and they're blasting the gorilla boats right out of the water. Bridge lead up the river! Bridge lead up the river! The boats start streaking up the river. I'm just hoping Colonel Deanne's ready to close the trap on them. Mitchell, look! Dr. Mo's plane is landing in front of the cave. Yeah, he's heading here for cover. We'll try to give him a good reception. The gorilla boats are almost to the upper bridge. Yep. If they get past us, we'll lose them. They are passing under it now. They will escape. Not quite. Listen to that. Yeah, it worked. They're getting cut to pieces, Sin. Well, it looks like this is the end of the line for these gorillas. Listen, Dr. Mouse is inside the cave below us. Yeah. They'll be climbing up here in a minute. Let's get back inside the cave. You take William, Sin. Leave Dr. Mao for me. Very well. Get back. They're coming up the ladder. I, I will wait for your signal. Watch it. They're both armed. Lord Napoleon, quit worrying about your campaign. Start worrying about us getting out of here. But still, I do not understand what... Wait, wait, wait. Look, the guard lying unconscious. What? Where's Mitchell? Right here, Doctor. Mitchell. William, quick. Get Williamson. I have him. Good work. Let go of me. Drop the gun or I'll break your arm. Drop it. That's better. Mitchell, he has a knife. I know you. Ah, Still won't drop the knife, huh? Okay. Ah, help. Right on top of his own plane. One might observe that such an ending is most fitting for Dr. Mao. Yeah. In the old days, they used to fall on their sword. Now they fall on their plane. That's what you call progress, Sin.
Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell, is written by Bob Reif, with music composed by Basil Adlam and conducted by Ralph Hollenbeck, and is produced and directed by Bill Carn. Join us again next Wednesday at this time when Brian Donlevy, starring as Steve Mitchell, will embark on another dangerous assignment. And this is the Wheaties man, Frank Martin, inviting you to listen Thursday, that's tomorrow night, to Sarah Berner in Sarah's Private Caper on the Wheaties Big Parade. See you then. Dangerous Assignment comes to you from Hollywood. Next, the Falcon, one of four.